Good afternoon to all listeners, or good morning, should I say, at half 11 as you record. On this Friday of the All-Ireland Final Weekend, uh, this is our first part of our preview for the weekend um, of episode 191. There will be an All-Ireland Senior Hurling Final Preview to come later on on Friday afternoon. But for now, we're looking at the, the other big game of the weekend for Limerick. We have the All-Ireland Mogi Quarterfinal involving Limerick and Waterford on Saturday afternoon. We'll look back on the footballers' defeat in the other semi final and reflect on the second round of the senior football championship. So stay tuned for all that. The impression the game we get all with what you put into it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. If your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence, you can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it, and that's it. No if, no but. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. I suppose everyone watching today, as I said in the intro, this will be the first part of the podcast this week. We're focusing on the, the Camogie, today's football and the senior football chat. The preview will come later on today, about two o'clock on Friday afternoon. Um, obviously, myself, Matt, and we had a special guest, so stay tuned for that. But for now, Matt, um, I suppose it's strange. The All-Ireland final will naturally take all the headlines at biggest game in, in the Harlem calendar, which is a, a big game the day before. We have the Limerick uh, senior camogie side in All-Ireland quarterfinal action, and we know too well that that's far too rare in our lexicon. But on Saturday, in Turles, at a quarter past three, Limerick versus Waterford in Central Stadium. Um, it's a real chance for Limerick, and we'll just get straight into it, because there's so much to, to get through. But like we say, you know, you, you come up against the likes of the Galways and the Kilkenny's and the Corks and even to Rary, you know, that they're too fair a bit ahead of the rest of the teams. But Waterford is a real chance, Matt. Yeah, Jack, um, it, it, it's it's fantastic and it's absolutely fantastic to be there. And um, it's an opportunity to get crash the preserve of the semi finals, which seems to have been confined to Galway, Cork, Kilkenny, and Tipperary for a, a number of years now. So so, uh, Saturday's winner is going to be in the All Ireland semi final the following Saturday in Croke Park, which it's, it's an opportunity to play a semi final in Croke Park as well, which is which is very very welcome. But two months ago, Jack, or even six weeks ago, while well, we're having this discussion that um, Limerick would be playing in uh, an All Ireland quarter final against whoever it might be, not to mind Waterford, um, you know, you'd have you'd have bitten the hand off you for it because. Um, Limerick definitely had a very, very difficult um, start to the year. Um, they, they had a very difficult league campaign. And as we have discussed in the past, um, away defeats to Galway and, um, sorry, away defeats to Cork, Kilkenny and Cork in the first rounds, um, and a narrow home defeat to, to Clare, followed by a narrow home defeat in the relegation final to Offaly. Um, which means that Limerick will be playing Division 2 Camogie 
next year. But Jack, that may not be the end of the world because Waterford will be playing it as well because they were relegated last year and didn't get back up, which gives you an idea of the challenge that's down there. Um, but, um, you know, didn't we, we fast forward to the championship and away defeats to Galway and Kilkenny in the first two rounds, put Limerick in a situation by whereby they were facing into the last three games with, in many ways, their destiny in their own hands, despite having lost two games. Um, the, the, mm. the, the, the simple um, uh, permutation was win your three games and you got to a quarter final. Now, the, the, the third game of the campaign, which was the third last of the, the middle game of the five, was against Offaly and Capamore. And it, it, it presented um, it presented a challenge, and it presented a real challenge in the sense that this was the Offaly team that had condemned you to Division 2 only a couple of weeks before it. Plus the fact that the pressure was also on that were you to lose a third game, you were cascading into a second relegation battle for the year, this time in the, the more important one, the championship. But they dug out a fabulous result, Jack. They dug out a fabulous result. Fast forward two weeks later, <coughs> they played down again in Capamore, down in, racing to a nine points to one lead at half time before just before half time. Um, Claire Keating brings off a fabulous save. Creva Costello goes down and links up with um, Creva Lions, and they combine for Creva Costello to get a goal just before half time, ten points to one one at half time. Limerick came back and won the game by five points. But then we, we had the, the tricky assignment of going to, I'm only saying that to put it into co the context of where we are and how we got there, <coughs> of going to Corrigan Park, mm. needing to beat Antrim to ensure a quarter-final place, and Limerick go one-two behind inside the first five minutes. But again came back for another five-points victory, you know, showing great resilience. Now, in the game against them um, down, Creva Costello got 2-10 out of 2-11. Um, she, she had 2-10 got before Creva Lines got the last point of the game. And um, it, 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 it raised concerns and it raised worries about that that that, um, that the team was totally reliant on Creva, um, who, who is an absolutely outstanding player. And, and congratulations to Creva as we're speaking, because she has been named uh, <coughs> the June Camogie Player of the Month, and yeah. if ever a if ever a player deserved it, she, she, she deserved it. We go to Antrim, and we win by five points, as I said. We've six scorers, so that one is 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 nailed. Like um, Rebecca De Lee chips in with four points, which we know she can do, and um, your players like Michelle Cotton. And, and and Lizzie Boylan, who who is who is new to Camogie at this level, chip, chipping in with with very very important scores. So look, Limerick are in a good place, Jack. And and despite that run, um, they go in they go into um Saturday's game as outsiders. You know, which I I I, I don't think John Lewis would be too concerned about. <coughs> and um, they they. They, they face a Waterford team that, that, that just picked up two wins, uh, Jack. They, they, they lost the first game at home to um, to Dublin. Um, they didn't, 
they had beaten them in the league final a couple of weeks before it. And then they dug out a great victory against Tipperary and Tullus. You were probably at it the day they the final. It was the curtain raiser. Yeah. And they subsequently lost the Cork. I think we've we've lost Matt there. He's just gone through. We're, we're, we're back. We're we lost back. you first. Yeah, you were just talking about the, the, the last Cork after the Munster final. Yeah, the Gremlins of Ballystein. I, I would blame me. No, uh, we're fine for the entire hour and a bit after of the after they had beaten the, the Harland. Yeah. Go on. Cotton raise up to the Munster final, which was a great result for them, and. Um, then they lost to Cork and struggled in the last round to get a draw with Clare, who were involved in the relegation final this weekend. So, yeah. look, it, it, it all adds up, Jack. It's, 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 it's Limerick's first quarter final since 2019, <clears throat> when they lost in Tullus to Prairie 1 9 to 1 5, on a day in which I, I, I can remember it well. Give um, Mulcahy got a goal, a goal for the ages. Absolutely fantastic goal. It has been shown a number of times since. And what um, about yeah. going into their fifth quarter final in a row, Jack? And they, they have failed to get the breakthrough. Now, they've lost one of them to Galway, and I think they've lost three of them to Tipperary. They've certainly lost two of them to Tipperary. lost three of them to Tipperary. So I think Limerick are in with a right chance, Jack. Because, like, the, the, the team is coming together. The team has been named, by the way. And yeah, I have the team here. I'll, I'll run through it now in a second. Against Antrim? Yeah, I have the, I have the team there, Matt. I'll just call, I'll just put it up on the screen. Um, Claire Keating goes, as always. Stephanie Wolf, Warren Kramer and Marion Kidd, captain of the team for cornerback. Mairead Ryan, Sophie Callan centre-back and Neve Kirtland the other wing. Elvie Larkin, Neve Ryan in midfield. Then you have Michelle Curtin, Rebecca DeLee, Quiva Costa, wing forward, and then inside line of Quiva Lines, Lorraine McCarthy, and Sarah O'Brien. So I'm, I'm sure there's, there's a couple of new faces there. Um, a lot of the, the, the old regulars we had in 19, but there's some fresh faces mm -hmm. there that'll bring something different to the game that we had against Tipperary in 19. And obviously, when you pass, though, you always have a chance. Like the, the, there's about six players back that you know didn't feature in that game. We'll say Michelle Curtin wasn't, <coughs> LB Larkin, um, Sarah O'Brien, um, Stephanie Wolf. They're all newcomers. Um, Lorraine McCarthy is back. So um, you, you you know, and if you look at the bench there, Jack, very interestingly on the bench, two players who were showing very well in the league, um, <coughs> but for various reasons. Um, one of them wasn't available at all for the championship as she'd gone abroad and one of these short-term things, Orlet Kelleher, who yeah. showed very well in the league. She's back in the country this week and she's straight into the squad. And Teresa Dore, another player, a native of Banog, but plays a club Komogi in County Cork with, um, with Charleville. Um, an exciting young player um, who, who played, I'd say, in maybe the first and second round of the championships and hasn't been available since, but she's back in the panel. So it, it, it's all looking well. And the, the, the thing about it is, you know, um, when John Lillis came in at the start of the season, he was confronted with 
um, replacing um, uh, up to six frontline players who weren't available for various reasons. And, you know, he had been juggling um, all along with, with trying to get a settled team. And now he's got it. I, I, the, the changes over the last have been absolutely minimal. Minimal. Which, which, is, which is a sign that it, that it is coming together and there's no question about it. And like they're outsiders against Waterloo, Jack, but I give them like a right good chance on, Sun, on Saturday. Yeah, I suppose they're, they're meeting a, a Waterford team that are probably in the same trajectory as Tip were in 19 and limped all the way. But I suppose Waterford don't come with that same aura as the likes of Galway and Kilkenny and Cork do. And that should give huge motivation to John Lillis on his side. And, they, and as you said, they're, they're coming into the game off the back of three weeks. Waterford's form has been patchy. You know, I know they beat Tipperary, which is, is a huge result, but the, it's... Waterford are favourites, but it is closer to 50-50 than, you know, Waterford clear favourites, if you were to call it. I, I look, I, I, I'm accepting that Waterford are favourites, and I'm expect, I, I'm accepting that they're seeing themselves as their apparent um, to decide that's going to get crash the top four. But I, I, I think Limerick can win it, Jack. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt they can win it. And, and as I mentioned, they have... You know, like in Cueva Costello, you don't want to pick out like singular players. Like, but Cueva like is a real difference maker. You know, you don't win Player of the Month for no reason, um, especially in a Limerick side that you know got relegated and they weren't in any major form um, at the first two rounds of championship. But with the back against the wall, they got the job done. But I mean, she's a real star. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, she, 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 she's, she's Limerick Camogie's equivalent, and then she's somebody that makes things happen. Yeah, you know. And uh, like she's such she's such a she's such a cornerstone of the team. It's very 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 important, and I have no doubt Waterford would be devoting special attention to her on 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 um, on Saturday. But I've seen other teams devoting special attention to um to herself and to to Rebecca Delee, and it 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 just hasn't you know they they seem to be able to rise above it. What we have, Jack, is. We, we, we were very settled in a very good mi midfield partnership. I think Neve Ryan has found her niche at midfield. She has been moved around uh, moved around quite a bit. And Elvie Larkin, Jack, is an absolutely outstanding prospect. Absolutely yeah. outstanding prospect. But we, 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 we have been saying that since last year when she was playing with the juniors. Um, but she really, really, Jack, is. And um, she, she's showing it in recent games. She, she's really settling into senior camogie, you know. Yeah, what bodes well for, for Limerick is that when Limerick need those two wins um, against Down and Offaly, that like, you know, Quiva was, was the main player. But in the win against Antrim, then you had scoring contributions from Rebecca Lee, Quiva Lines, Lizzie Boyle, and Michelle Curtin, these kind of players that like they're all kind of peaking at the at the right time. And Lorraine had her goal, you know? Yeah, it's going in the right direction. They seem to be, you know, I don't think they've peaked yet. If they can peak against Walford, victory is definitely within reason. But you know, like it will be, it's they're not a they're not a walkover. It's it's not a case of you avoided the big three or or, or big four if you want. Walford have are there on merit as well. They had Tipperary in their group and they finished second. You know, they only finished third. Um, so it, it's really it's really fascinating tie. Like the All Ireland final the following day, it's 
they're really fascinating tie a hard one to call but the green mist will uh i suppose edge us towards limerick and the best to look to john lillis and he and he side on saturday uh quarter past three in uh in thurlis and the second semi-final team dublin kilkenny will follow that um I suppose it was a looking back to last weekend. We're, 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 it was a dis. We have a limited interest in it. In the Brian O'Sullivan is the Dublin manager. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so we'll be, uh, and, and we'll be wishing him the best of luck in that one. You know. We're against Kilkenny in all regards this weekend. Um, obviously, it's Sunday. It's quite obvious, but yeah, best of luck to Adrian there. Um, we, we've seen the work he's done with UL, and obviously <laughs> with Dublin. We're in the same group uh, and, as and, Warford, and, and, and in the back room with Limerick in the past, you know, has done done fantastic Trojan work, Adrian has. Yeah, but um, I suppose looking back on last weekend, the disappointing result for uh, for Graham Shine's ladies footballers, you know, a, a third successive All-Ireland semi-final defeat, it would be a tough one to take against our Fermanagh side that we had beaten in the league semi-final. And look, you had spoke at length about Emer Smith before the game and kind of like Quiva Costello you can have all the plans the best laid plans in place for these players but when they hit their form there's little you can do only sit back and appreciate what you're watching and, and seven from her went a long way to victory but look for Mana 7-9 to 3-12 no doubting that victory but to score 3-12 and lose in a football game you know it's disheartening I'd say the least, and after reaching the league final and losing that, there's a real sense that you could go one better here, but falling at semi-final stage again, just disappointing all around, Matt. Well, Jack three twelve would win an awful lot of football matches. Yeah, would, would, would win an of awful lot of them, you know, and it's very, very disappointing. You know, the concession of seven goals. We, we're talking about Emma Smith, but we did make the point last week. We're talking about her, <coughs> about some of the. She has some fabulous players around her. Um, in Blahin Bogue, Laura grew and Sarah Britton, and they, 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 you know, they are the creators, and she, she, she is the finisher. But she, she put us to the sword, no doubt at all about it. But um, like Limerick had a great start, and were six or seven points up in the early in, 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 in the game. But um, for men had clawed their way back, and and. Um, it, it was a couple of goal-scoring bursts in the second half that has really distorted the scoreline. Um, I, look, <coughs> I, I can't argue with the merit of Fermanagh's victory, Jack, but uh, I can argue to a certain degree and with certain justification to the margin of that victory. You know, I think it was an inflated margin. I don't think that that, that much was between the teams, um, but it is as it is. Um, seven nine to three twelve, like it, it's a three goal margin. But what would worry me was the concession of seven goals. Um, you know, conceding goals at any time is 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 um is is alarming. But to concede seven in an All Ireland semi final is very very disappointing because it, it, it's a, it it was against the defence, Jack. That 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 um, they were pretty strong. Right through the league and right yeah. through the championship debate, you know, um, it, it 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 was one of the 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 strengths of the Limerick team, um, was how tough they were to break down and how tight they were at the back, and um, but for some reason on this occasion, Fermanagh just opened them, you know, 
on a couple of occasions and got a couple of braces of goals and and um, um you know but it it, it it comes down at the end of the day, Jack, um, to what we feared. You know, the actual strength and ability of the Fermanagh attack, which is, <coughs> which is, which is, in my view, is, is at this level of the game is is absolutely outstanding and top class. Like Smith is an absolute top class player. So is Bogue, Crew, Britain. You know that. You know that 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 they're. McElroy, they're, they're, they're very, very strong attack. Very, very strong yeah, attack. Must, you must remember, like, that the Toronto Fermanagh were champions in 2020. They're obviously hitting the ground and they want to get back up straight away. And a lot of teams do that. And credit, that's not easy. You know, a lot of teams, when they get relegated, they can uh, they can fall into sort of a trap. But like Limerick Camogie that were relegated from the, the league, now they're... Well, Jack, from a, from a Limerick point back. of view, we won't, we, won't, we, won't, we, won't, we won't be sorry to see the... We won't be sorry to see the back of Emer Smith going up intermediate. Yeah, if the, if if they get the job done, but I suppose in the in the grand scheme of things, Graham Shine spoke well after the game. He seems to have, you know, a plan in place that it wasn't one year fix that uh, you know, brought through a lot of brought back a lot of players, but also brought through a number of players, and it bodes well for Limerick Ladies football. But after the league campaign, you know, there was so much promise and. To be fair, they, they did live up to the promise, but they just met a really, really good Fermanagh team, as you mentioned, and that just happens sometimes. And look, um, the best to look to them, they'll well, all go back to their clubs now. Go on, Matt. Jack, we have to say, and it has, it needs to be said, and we're winding up about the Limerick Ladies football for this year, it has to be said that, in my view, Graham Shine did an excellent job. Yeah. Um, very, very good. You, no, you know, in fairness to him. Certainly the foundations are, are there, and let's hope that he he will build on it in twenty twenty three. I have no doubt he will. Like he he brought back yeah, players. Yeah. He gave a lot of players an opportunity. Um, he has run the rule over them, and I'm sure he he you know will stand them in good stead going forward into twenty twenty three. Because you know yeah, I, I was hoping at the the future certainly does look bright for for Limerick Ladies football. Um, they'll all return to their clubs now. We'll have a good competitive uh, championship campaign and they'll be all ready to go next year but it was good to see some of the faces back good to see new players coming through some of the regulars like so I suppose Roshan Ambrose now is now captain she was only I'd say 18 or so in Limerick Wundal Ireland so them players are you know there's a good mix of ages there and it bodes well hopefully we don't have Fermanagh next year I think that would be ple- or that would be pleasing to everyone but uh, yeah look I hope they enjoy the club campaign and, and they'll be back for more next Sure, no doubt in that. Um, sticking on the football, Matt, and we won't dwell on it too much because there's obviously a, a lengthy break now from round two in the senior football championship to, to round three. Um, those games were on kind of the weekend of the 10th of July, and the next round is until the middle of August. But look, you have to let Dal Ireland be played and give the players a week off and then hurling. But just on that first or second round, I just have the results here. We start with group one, uh, Father Casey's 116 to 16. Lahan, Lucas 2 9 to 8 against Ula, and Monlin 2 13 to 1 10 against Galbley. Uh, Casey's topped the group on four points. Newcastle have four points as well. Um, Monlin have two points, and Galbley and Clahan have a point each. Um, just on that group so far, Matt, nothing really majorly surprising so far from uh, from group one. Father Casey's have been very good. Um, 
which isn't really a surprise. You know, they haven't always backed up their underage credentials, but it's it's not really a surprise how that group is, is shaping out so far. No, no, Jack, we've been saying we've been tipping Father Casey's, um, you know, um, to be there or thereabouts for a number of years. And you know, we've said that one day we're going to be right. Um, but maybe, maybe this year is the year that we're going to be right. Um, they've had the perfect start. You could say at this stage, Jack, they have one foot already in the knockout stages. Um, but yeah. there, there, there are a couple of tough games to come, but um, they, they still have Newcastle, Ula and um, and uh, Galbally to come. But I, I can, no disrespect to those teams, I, I, I can see points there for them. Obviously, the big game will be the big game with Newcastle West. Now, I saw the Newcastle West Ula game at the weekend. It, I would have to say, Jack, it was a very, very, from a football point of view, it was a very, very disappointing game of football. Um, you know, all in the past, we have seen they're able to rise to the challenge of Newcastle West. They can, they, they, they seem to trouble them. And and this on this occasion, it was no exception for 40 or 50 minutes. Ula were right in the mix of this one. But I think the scoreline is slightly distorted because with the very last kick of the game, Brian Nix got a goal um, <coughs> for Newcastle West, which was which was a bit rough justice on on Ula, a bit rough justice in 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 the sense that um, in terms of their performance on the evening in Kilmallocknoa, as I say, I, I it, it it was definitely a very very poor game. But you know, um, the, the 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 unfortunate thing from an Ula point of view um, is that it it compounded. An already difficult scoring uh, difference, adverse scoring difference that they have after suffering a 14 points defeat to to um to Father Cases in the first round. And interestingly, Jack, um, in in injury time, whether it's a lack of concentration or not, in injury time against Father Cases, they conceded two four. They conceded a goal in injury time against them right at the death against against Newcastle West. If we, that's three four, <clears throat> if you take that off their scoring difference, that's thirteen points. Is it a lack of concentration going down the home straight? I I I, I don't know, but whatever it is, it has left them in a difficult situation in terms of scoring difference. Yeah, cer- certainly has, and that could come back to haunt down the line. Uh, I suppose the next set of fixtures, uh, Father Casey's versus Monlean, Clahan versus Ula, and Newcastle West versus Galbally. I suppose Monlean have that defeat already. Father Casey want to prove that they are, you know, contenders. Clahan and Ula have a point between them, so that'll be a huge game in Newcastle West versus Galbally. Um, they seem to meet every year, and like Galbally again, only have a point in Newcastle of four. You, you'd imagine Newcastle will, could book their place in the knockout stages, will win there, but look, we won't. Uh, reflecting the dim games too much. Uh, in oh. Group Two, the Adair won thirteen to thirteen points against Lion Palace. Kenry put the pin in their collar. Uh, Paddy Landers lost by point to St Kieran's, and Galtigales two thirteen to one thirteen against Ballystine. We did say at the outset that this was probably the the closer of the groups, and the results there kind of do speak to that. Adair won by three points. We get a goal. Galtigales won by goal. Kieran's won by a point. Um, we were both in Kilmallock at the Ballystine game. Look, it's fair to say the better team on the night won. Um, and Galtig Gales win over Ballystine has kind of really blown the group. Uh, Adair have four points, of Kieran's we have two points, Galtig have two points. Um, and then KP and Ballylanders have no points, but 
they have the performances to show that they, they could be trouble, like they could trouble that. Like it's really hard to call it who's going to come out of that group, whereas Group 1 seems a bit more straightforward. Yeah, and um, look, look, looking at it by all accounts, I, I, I like yourself now, I was at the Ballysteen <coughs> Galky Gales game, Jack, and it was an excellent game of football. Um, may, make mm. no mistake about that. An excellent game of football, good ad for the game in the county, I thought. Good, good free-flowing, a yeah. lot of good scores, both sides, very, very good game of football, but I, I, I think... It, 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 it only mirrored and was typical of the games that were in the group that evening or in, in round two. Apparently, um, from what I'm hearing, Adair and Kildaimo Palace Kenry was a very, very good game, as was Paddy Landis and St. Kearns. But um, in yeah, terms of I quality, and I, can only, I, I can only speak for what I've seen in, in the championship so far, but I, I thought the Ballysteen Galtie Gales game was the best game I've seen in the championship since this year. Um, I've only seen four games and I actually saw the Gales twice, but um, I couldn't believe the transformation in the Gales from round one against the Dare to round two against Palestine. So I, they, they, they welcome back Tommy Childs and, and Sean McGrath. <laughs> if there can be any doubt about Tommy Childs after last weekend, you know, he was absolutely immense, you know, as for Sean McGrath's presence on the field, even though I don't think he was fully fit, but. Um, like Tommy, Tommy Childs gave a display for the ages, I think, last Saturday night in Kilmanagh. Yeah, to be fair to, to Galtys, big men, they, they stood up and performed. And as I said, better team won the night. Uh, I was away on Saturday, so I know a couple of the lads were at the, the KP in a dare game. They said KP he led for a nice bit of the of the second half. But um, look, a dare know how to get the job done. And obviously, yourselves losing to Kieran's by a point, even though. Adair and St. Kieran's are on four, four points. Neither of them have really kind of shot the lights out. I know Adair are comfortable against Galtie Gales in the first round, but no, Tommy Childs is a huge swing, as we saw on Sunday evening. Um, I'll just go into this is how we called it, Matt, going into the uh, Newcastle, Farrah Casey's Adair, Moline. We all had them. We bought a Bellistine who lost, and you. Obviously went with with Bellylanders, which is fair enough, but they were beaten by Kieran's. Uh I got five points the week, you got four, you're you're still leading as we as we take a break going into uh I suppose we're taking a break before the hurling comes back. We had made our, our calls of who we thought was going to get out of the group at the start of the year and with a break now and two round scene. Do you would you change anything on what you said? I know for myself I said Casey's Newcastle and Moline Group One. I'd imagine you'd stick with that. Yes. Um, in yes. Group Two, then we both went Adair and Kieran's. I think I'd Bellystein and you'd Belly Landers, but I think you're going to sway here now. No, I don't think I, I thought I had the Gales. Oh, did you? Oh, maybe you did. Maybe you did. You're, you're sticking with them, anyway, I presume. Yeah. After what you saw. Yeah, actually, Jack. Um, you, you know, the, people saying that um, the truncated version suited them last year, and uh, which is something I never subscribed to with their team anyway. Um, <clears throat> I think they're better for the long haul with five games. But from what I saw Saturday evening um, of the girls, I, 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 I think they've improved them last year, Jack. Yeah, what I saw, they've, they, they have improved. Um... There's no doubt about that. The, the younger lads are obviously making their mark. Uh, the likes of Zach McCarthy was very good the other night. 
Okay, so we Connor, 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 Connor McGrath was outstanding, you know. Midfield with yeah, Cam Childs. Yeah, that's all. All without Morris O'Sullivan as well, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they, 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 they're they a better team. I'm still going to go with ourselves to get through with Kieran's and Adair. I think Kieran's and Adair, mm-hmm. as I said, haven't shot the lights out, but they have the valuable points in the board. Kieran's are always good at getting wins. Um, whether they're playing well or not was a different case, but they were always going to get wins. Very difficult team to play against. At there, we know. How, how Jack, they've, got, they've got two wins. They've got two wins against the odds. Like you know, yeah. Um, Palace had the penalty to make it seven points. Game with 50, 50 minutes gone, and um, it wasn't. The, the penalty was saved, and they came back and they won the game. Ballylanders at one stage in the second half with seven points ahead. And didn't score again. Conceded one five without yeah, reply. Just difficult teams so that, to get that, a hold of. You know, it's that is digging out results, Jack. By any, you know. The senior football championship in Limerick is always notoriously hard to call, and it's living up to its billing now. But um, yeah, we we'll take a break for five weeks there in the football. Uh, we have the hurling to come in a fortnight's time, which is very exciting. And obviously, we have the big one this Sunday, Matt. And we look, we have a big preview to come. But I suppose, without getting into the game, and I said it to you in the podcast, it's just brilliant that we have an All Ireland final with eighty-two thousand people that can go. You know, the restrictions have eased. It's been a mad old world. Limerick were on top when the world was put on hold. They're still on top, thank God. And look. For basking in these days, well, absolutely. These uh, are heady times. That they're, they're the type of days that we never thought we we would see. That we thought we'd be the perennial bystanders, and we thought that these sort of days were for the Kilkennys, the Corks, and the Tipperarians of this world. So <coughs> we're going to join an exclusive band if we win on Sunday. Of Cork, Kilkenny, and Tipperary have been the only counties that have completed three in a row. So, um, mm. you know, there, there's so much to play for and um, without wanting to preview, preview, preempt the preview, which we have coming later, um, I, I, you know, these, these are great days to be a Limerick GA supporter. And um, the boys around the county have I've been around a bit now in the last few days, particularly in the last week, Jack, has, it just has been gathering momentum. And uh, But there's also a certain... Um, Amount of look, it's it's it, there's a bit of fourth Ireland in five years. We're kind of used to this thing now, you know, and we're into yeah. the habit of it. So why not, kind of thing, you know? But yeah, look, the the, the boss is fantastic, and come Sunday, it'll be absolutely fantastic in the sellout crowd. I just hope that anybody that wanted tickets and that was genuinely entitled to tickets got the tickets. And uh, now yeah. I understand there was legit problems with computers and all this sort of thing and um, uh, th- th- there is one man that I don't envy his job in in, in, in the county but um, he has done an excellent job as, as he's done in previous occasions and that's our county secretary Mike Reardon like yeah, he, he's been absolutely inundated right, left and centre, top and bottom but for, for the last two weeks and um, at, at this you know at this you know, life has to go on besides the All Island, apart from all the things that have to be sorted for the All Island. 
um, tickets, logistics around the team that falls into the county secretary's remit, the banquet, um, and all that sort of thing. Plus the fact that to, to run a very, very busy um, fixture sh schedule, we, we need only look at the, the number of fixtures that are run for this weekend alone and into mm. next week. So, like, even though the All-Ireland final is on, the show at home doesn't stop. So, it was a huge logistical problem. Now, I, I don't know what this thing from you buy these tickets coming out, being printed off computers and all that sort of thing is coming from. You know, <coughs> I think is it post-COVID? Um, dare I say, is it from Croke Park? Um, it, it, this, this is coming from. Um, now, the sad thing about it, Jack, is the sad thing about it is, and I mentioned one of them before, um, two secretaries have spoken to me in the last couple of weeks, and because of the present arrangement with tickets, they will not be secretaries of their clubs next year. They will have no more to do with it. They have found the system too cumbersome. Yeah, so, look, I, <laughs> I concur with your, uh, with your praise of Mike there in the job he did. I know for our own club, a shout out to Alan Kehoe, uh, the work he had to do to get the tickets, uh, printed them all out, put them into envelopes, um, had a sheet of names and everything to tick off as, as people paid. And I give a hand as I could and shout out to Mary Rennan as well and all that were below in the field last night. But I mean, it was an awful lot of, there's an awful lot being asked of individuals within certain clubs to, I suppose, you know, at small costs, but printer ink and envelopes and et cetera, you know, and the stress of it all because, you know, the, the people will always come back to who had the tickets. It's, you know, it's, it's not an easy job, so commendable effort there, I suppose, Alan. That's mm -hmm. all I know from my own club, as you said there. We're, we're losing people to it, but look, that's outside of our... Yeah, uh, I, 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 I think that's sad collateral damage to this thing, you know, but I, I, I would like to know where this thing originated, it, or who, who was behind it. I, I, yeah, I, I, I would like be... to know, you know, I, I, I'd like to know where... Um, who's behind a lot of the things that's happening because like we're, 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 we're here on a Friday now um, going up to an All-Ireland final and we don't know whether we'll have Hawkeye on that. Yeah, that's that's definitely, that's definitely an issue. Um, you know, it's kind of just blown off my mind. There, there's so much going on this week that it is very uncertain. The call, I suppose, should be made just to, to scrap the thing, you know, if there's going to be any trouble with it. But... Look, these are all logistical aspects. What we can do is, is focus what happens between the, the four white lines. We're, we're hoping for a Limerick victory. Uh, I think you want to get in there? I, I, I want to get in there. I, I want to get, have my last say on it. You probably, you probably, uh, I wouldn't have to give you many guesses to, uh, for you to guess what I'm about to say. Maybe if this thing with the... With, uh, with was to say stop and mobilize the clubs into recapturing um, control of our association it would be a good day's work yeah you've, you've always uh, have you know i suppose not harped on but you've always made that point and it's a very valid point that the, the clubs need to i suppose take more responsibility um, if, if that's the right wording for it but look we'll leave that there the logistical aspects we take back the club from bureaucrats yeah, uh, That's it's really not our final. A four and five years, um, 80 days for Limerick. Please God, God, they can get the job done and join an illustrious company in that three in a row. It's been 
you don't really hear it much, I suppose that's a good thing for Limerick. But best of luck to Limerick Camogie, first of all, on Saturday. Commiserations to the ladies football team, to the club players, take your break now because it's really, really hectic once the intercolony season finishes. And again, to John and to all the players, to Park and Arc, all the backroom team, look, best of luck in the final. Uh, to the Limerick supporters, get there nice and early. Let's make Crow Park as green as we can with not failing that point. 18, it was full. Last year was half full and it was, it was more green than red. So, so please, God, we're hoping for more of the same. Uh, thank you to you again, Matt. The preview will come in a while, so uh, you'll get more of your fix for all Ireland Ireland. But uh, until then, Matt, um, we'll see you in Crow Park and best wishes to Limerick. Thank you. Impression again, we get all with what you put in, just like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run that was it. Put the ball over the bar and the fact that it that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy for 